I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. The nights out on the range, they're long and dark. But there's nothing quite like seeing the breaking light of dawn. It's high noon for Thursday, August 5th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com or if you're having browser issues, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 197th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You wanted to be heroes without doing anything, so you memorized every single thing they said on the TV, and then you started saying it to everyone else, as if you were your own independent television. Hi, I'm whatever Brian Stelter says. Hi, I'm whatever Rachel Maddow says. Ooh, delightful. I'm whatever Fareed Zakaria says. But it turns out that it's important, eventually... To actually know if the things you're hearing on the television are actually true. But, well, you skip that part, Kami. And that leaves you a bit unprepared to interact with the real world, which is part of the explanation for your uh, deep insanity. And you know you have it. You experience it every day. That's why you're so angry. In fact, that's why you haven't realized that you inadvertently walked yourself directly into a hate movement. It's stunning that you haven't realized it. What with the fact that you voted for a man who was mentored by a former Grand Cleveland Exalted Cyclops of the KKK, that would have been, you know, the sort of kind of first hint kind of thing. Oh, I, I voted for someone who was mentored by a Klansman. But I can't be in a hate group. That's crazy. <laughs> but you are. And the crazier part is that within that hate group, you have constructed an entire society that does not believe any law or rule applies to it. That makes for a very dangerous hate group, doesn't it, Kami? No, it couldn't be. The other people are the hateful ones. They're the ones trying to oppress, well, somebody, not you, of course. I mean, no one's going to be able to oppress you, right? You comply with everything. You say what the television tells you to say. And you've got that comfy spot 
on your couch underneath your blanket while you hide from a disease that can't kill you, mostly watching Netflix and ordering Uber Eats while pretending that you're somehow able to work from home and save the world all while watching some terrible Netflix show produced by Michelle Obama. But that's not how it works, Kami. You see, if you don't know anything, then people are always going to be able to take advantage of you simply by playing to your basis desires. And you're so easily triggered because you're scared of everything and you don't understand anything. So you're very reactive and very emotional. And that's right where they want you. Because you will believe anything they say, even if it contradicts every other thing you say you believe. And again, that's the advantage of not actually believing anything. Masks don't work. I agree. Masks do work. I agree. We need two masks. I agree. We only need one now. I agree. I got vaccinated. I still need a mask. Okay, I agree. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. You're happy to do whatever the television says. You show no signs of stopping. Do you really think being as gullible and malleable morally as you are, Kami, that there is something you wouldn't do if the television told you it was okay? Can you name one of those things for me, Kami? I'm not sure you can, okay? Because you don't care about the law. That's obvious. You don't care about people who don't agree with you. That's obvious. You don't care about fair and free elections. And it's probably about time to stop pretending that you care about minorities. And if you're starting to realize these things, then maybe you're redeemable. And that would be great because you are running out of time. I've basically spent this entire week trying to save your commie asses. But if you don't want it, all good. We're going to be okay over here in America. If you do want it, well, then that's why I would love to extend a warm Thursday high noon welcome to all the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. Don't know how you found it. I hope it wasn't an accident, but if it was, all good. Just strap yourself in. Be prepared to get mildly offended, thinking that I'm attacking you personally. Of course, I'm not. I don't know you personally. I do know that you're commie, so the attacks are going to be warranted, but they're not personal. All I'm talking about is the very stupid and evil ideas that are rattling around in your brain as if you were some little hammer and sickle maraca. Just shake, shake, shake. All the ideas in your head rattling around. None of them make any sense. They bump into one another and are like, oh, guess I'll just make this sound and go the other direction. That's a lesson in physics, commies. But let's check out who your heroes are today. And we'll see where that eventually leads. And then maybe we'll talk about some other stuff. But right now, I am still really interested this week, commies, in the sort of mental derangement that would allow you to continue supporting an obviously fake president and trying to defy the Nuremberg codes, even when it comes to other people's children, so that you don't have to admit that you got completely 
Hornswoggled. And I know what you're thinking, Kami. That's not a real word. Hey, you know what? It is. Look it up. I know you're not gonna. Looking it up is too hard. You could look it up on CNN's website. See if there's a good fact check out there. The man, the bad man, he said hornswoggled was a word, but I know it's not. I've never heard it, and I'm smart. Yeah, Kami, you're very, very smart. Not smart enough to realize that people like Cori Bush and Maxine Waters are liars, but pretty smart. Let's see what Cori Bush has to say about how smart you are, Kami make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to to allow that. So if I end up spending 200,000, if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety net. Well, that's huge news. Corey Bush has had attempts made on her life. How come we haven't heard about those? Is the FBI investigating those claims? Is the FBI investigating itself for those claims? That would be very interesting. Or is she just talking about how there might have been people on Twitter saying mean things about her? Because I haven't heard about any attempts on her life. And saying mean things on Twitter has long been called a death threat. People say it all the time. 99.9% of the times where a politician like Cori Bush says that she has received death threats, they are lying. Someone said something mean on Twitter. They use that as an excuse all the time. But let's get off that, okay? Because she is claiming that the hundreds of thousands and in the case of communist mayors, millions of dollars that they pay for their own personal private security is well worth every dime, even though they want to defund the police. And why is it worth every dime? Well, Cori Bush just told you she's much more important than the people she ostensibly represents. Now, did Cori Bush win an election to get her seat in Congress? There's almost no chance of that. She cheated 100%. But even beyond that, just understand how insulting this is to people in communist cities who are having their communities destroyed by crime. She's literally saying that they don't need police. What they need is a bigger social safety net. Corey Bush needs police to surround her at all times because people say mean things to her on Twitter. She needs to be there doing the work. Well, what has Cori Bush accomplished in her time in Congress? She's been very loud. She's been very stupid. But has she gotten anything done? Has she helped the people she's supposed to be representing? Of course not. She came out with AOC on Friday evening And started yelling about the eviction moratorium. But where was she in the weeks ahead of that? Where was her activism then? Why didn't she get it done in Congress? You know, you got all these people. They say that there's six million people around the country who could have been kicked out of their homes if the CDC didn't usurp the Supreme Court 
and decide to extend the eviction moratorium, something that even Joe Biden admitted was almost definitely illegal. Joe Biden said in a press conference that the overwhelming amount of legal scholars who had looked at it believed that it was unconstitutional and the Supreme Court reaffirmed that position. But he said, nonetheless, there are some legal scholars who think that this is legal. So we're going to go ahead with it and then we'll find out. Find out how. Well, from the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court already decided. So what he's saying is that because there are some lawyers who will agree with him, then it becomes legal, at least for as long as it takes for it to be overridden by the Supreme Court, which already happened. And this is the exact same policy for everything else. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obvious from the wealth of scientific history and from every logical perspective imaginable that masks don't work. But we have some experts who think otherwise. So we're going to stick with them and do the thing we want to do until someone says that we can't do it anymore. That's not following the law. That's usurping the entire Constitution, deciding what you want to do and then waiting for someone in the legal system that, by the way, you control to stop you. So Cori Bush wants to defund the police, and she represents Missouri's first congressional district. In that district, there are nearly 730,000 people. And she thinks that she needs to be protected more than all of them do, because if she's not protected, then no one's going to be there to protect them. That is what she's saying. Her life, as unthreatened as it is, is more important than all of the people in her district, which is exactly the opposite of what her purpose as a public servant is. You're supposed to put the people's needs first. No one is out there trying to kill Cori Bush. Cori Bush is a member of a protected class. She is part of the communist state. She is not in any danger. The citizens in her community, on the other hand, are. There's 730,000 of them. And if the police are defunded in her district, how are they going to be? That's the question. The obvious truth is she doesn't care. And here's the other thing. Neither does the fake White House. Spending tens of thousands on private security to keep her safe. And the people should, quote, suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. Didn't President Biden say a few weeks ago that anybody who accuses the party of being anti-police is lying? Well, I think we shouldn't lose the forest through the trees here, which is that a member of Congress, an elected official, is concerned that her life is threatened. And that's disturbing that any elected official would have to suffer death threats and fear for their life. So I'm not going to comment, of course, on their security arrangements. I don't have any more details on that. Uh, but I think we should start with that point first. I will say uh, that the president has been crystal clear that he opposes defunding the police. Uh, he has said that 
throughout the cam his campaign for office. His record over the last several decades has made that clear. He has proposed increased funding for law enforcement and the COPS program, increased funding from his predecessor, who was, as you might note or be aware of, a Republican. So I'd note that his record is pretty clear on this. There may be some in the Democratic Party, including Congresswoman Bush, who disagree with him. That's okay. But I would say the majority uh, of Democrats, we've seen this in polling, and the majority of members uh, also uh, agree that we should not defund the police. Is there a greater concern, though, I understand that's not the president's position, but is there a concern uh, that defunding the police or uh, suck it up, defunding the police has to happen might become uh, a big Democratic message ahead of the midterms? It does not appear to become uh, be, be becoming a Democratic message, even though there might be a desire for that on the other side of the aisle. Okay. It's amazing, isn't it, that they can inhabit both terrible positions all at the same time. Cori Bush gets to want to defund the police. Joe Biden gets the benefit of Cori Bush saying that so that communists are like, yeah, these are our guys. But he also gets to say that he doesn't agree with it, even though he has agreed with it multiple times. But consistency in the moral sense is not really a concern for the communists. And it certainly isn't a concern for the older, crazier, decrepit version of Cori Bush. And of course, I'm talking about Maxine Waters, who said a couple of days ago on Twitter, I don't buy that the CDC can't extend the eviction moratorium, something it has already done in the past. Who is going to stop them? Who is going to penalize them? There is no official ruling saying that they cannot extend this moratorium. Come on, CDC, have a heart. Just do it. So let's get this straight. The Democrat Communist Party intentionally responded to the COVID-19 situation by destroying entire industries in communist states, hitting areas like South Los Angeles, Maxine Waters' own district, the hardest. Because, of course, the bluest areas of the bluest cities in the bluest states are going to have the bluest policies. And there aren't many places bluer than the districts where politicians who have cheated for decades still remain in power. And Maxine Waters is one of those. It's going to be exciting. I've said this a few times. It's going to be real exciting when the entire country sees the scale of the Democrat Communist Party's cheating. And they realize that the people the Democrat Communist Party has been stealing votes from the most are black people in urban environments who happen to be the quote unquote base of the Democrat Party. How do people who are so poorly served by officials like Maxine Waters and Cori Bush still voting for Democrats? Of course, the answer is they're not. Their votes are going to the Democrats, but they're not voting for them because they aren't stupid. Cori Bush and Maxine Waters believe they are, and they believe all of us are, too. But who cares, right? Who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop Maxine Waters and Cori Bush from getting elected over and over and over again by stealing the votes of the people in this country who are the most marginalized? 
even according to the Democrat Communist Party. And of course, if they're the most marginalized and they have the worst schools and the worst outcomes and the worst crime and the worst drugs, well, then they're the ones that need the help the most. And that's why Cori Bush and Maxine Waters are there to help them. And unfortunately, with all those bad situations, these people can't be expected to be informed voters, which means we can't really trust how they're going to vote. So we better take their votes away and vote for them in the way we deem best for them. Because Maxine Waters and Cori Bush, look at them, right? They're black. They must care the most about black people. That's the story we are given over and over and over and over again. While people who are obviously corrupt, obviously stupid, obviously acting in bad faith, are returned to Washington again and again and again and again. How does it happen, commies? Oh, you think they're sassy on TV. So all the black people in their district, they must love hearing that the police are going to be defunded. Is that what it is, my commie friends? Honestly, this is what people in Hollywood think. And I'm not kidding. I've heard people say this stuff before. Oh, I love Auntie Maxine. Oh, you do? What does she do? Oh, she yells about Donald Trump like no one else. She brings all that black woman spirit. I just love hearing it. Oh, so you're entertained by her. Is that what you're saying? And so you think that the black people that she represents, they're equally as entertained while these psychopath communists try to take away the funding from the police, even though it's 82 plus percent of black voters in the nation who do not want to see the police defunded. Is that charity you're expressing, Kami? It's a strange form of charity, but it's your only form I know. Because doing anything else besides propping up the Democrat Communist Party would force you to actually go out and learn things and think about things. And then maybe you'd either have to stop pretending to care or actually get off your ass and do something about it. But that's too much. So thank goodness that their sass, their black woman sass, is so entertaining on television. That's what it is, commies. Just be honest. For once in your life, be honest. Okay, you like everything just as it is so long as your position feels unthreatened in society. But you see, Kami, I know you didn't come up with that on your own. All right. I'm giving you some slack here. I know you think that because that's how the television makes it seem. But I really do want you to kind of walk through the process and give it some thought. Because it's not just a random occurrence that the places that are doing worst in the country, all those places that justify you saying over and over and over and over again that black people in America are oppressed, all those places have been run by Democrats for decades and decades. Blue cities, Democrat communist mayors, Democrat communist states, Democrat communist State governments, Democrat communists being sent from the state to the federal government. But nothing changes. Isn't that strange? Hey, commies, what place in the country had a higher saturation and density of extraordinary wealth than Silicon Valley, California? Can you name one? What do we have? 
Wall Street? Okay. So how is it that a place with such extraordinary wealth in Silicon Valley, of course, there's another place with extraordinary wealth right down in Los Angeles, right where Maxine lives. How do places with such extraordinary wealth and Democrat communists running the locations completely? How is it that those places are such awful places to live? How is it that massive portions of those places look like they might as well be a slum in Mumbai? You know, actual third world kind of stuff. Hey, commies, everything you touch turns into a third world location. But let's not forget the other part of Maxine Waters' tweet. Who is going to stop them? That's the question. You now have people who are in office illegitimately. They did not win fair and free elections. They were installed in office because they are part of the uniparty communist system. Maxine Waters is in office to steal votes, okay? Maxine Waters has no other use. She is there to create problems and claim that she was attacked racially. That's her angle, all right? She went to Minnesota with the express purpose of influencing the judge and the jurors In the Derek Chauvin case, she went there accompanied by U.S. Marshals, which she made taxpayers pay for. She literally crossed state lines into a state she has nothing to do with to orchestrate violent political action, which is now called either mostly peaceful protest or direct action. Rachel Maddow's favorite term when describing what the little interest groups of Barack Obama and George Soros intend to do as soon as the media can no longer cover up the election fraud. It's coming, everybody. It's coming. And once the rule of law is eliminated and no one seems to care, and once the protections of the people are eliminated, in favor of the protections for the people in power, well, what's the next step in the hate movement? Come on, commies, you call everybody Nazis. What is it? You must know your history so very well. You recognize Nazism where it did not exist for five straight years, and now it's literally smacking you in the face, but you're clueless because you're too busy cheering for it. Now, I want to introduce you to a Nazi named Tim Wise, okay? This is from his own website. Tim Wise, whom scholar and philosopher Cornell West calls a vanilla brother in the tradition of abolitionist John Brown. He's among the nation's most prominent anti-racist 
essayists, and educators. He has spent the past 25 years speaking to audiences in all 50 states on over a thousand college and high school campuses at hundreds of professional and academic conferences and to community groups across the nation. He has also lectured internationally in Canada and Bermuda and has trained corporate, government, law enforcement, and medical industry professionals on methods for dismantling racism in their institutions. What a hero. He's also on Twitter all the time. And Tim Wise is the author of seven books, including his highly acclaimed memoir, White Like Me, Reflections on Race from a Privileged Son. Ah, that's so nice that he puts himself above the other races while saying that, of course, the other races are below him. He doesn't deserve to be above the other races. He just is. As well as Dear White America, Letter to a New Minority. Oh, well, okay, okay, that's interesting. And Under the Influence, Shaming the Poor, Praising the Rich, and Sacrificing the Future of America. Huh, who does that? Are Trump supporters shaming the poor? That's weird. I've never seen that happen. They're praising the rich. Well, I mean, I guess if they're the right kind of rich, if they're the kind of rich that actually put in the hard work to build a business, to build wealth, and then they return some of that to their community. Yeah, those people definitely do get praised. So, I mean, I guess guilty on that one, but no one's praising the rich on Wall Street or the tech elite or the presidents of these universities with billion-dollar endowments. I don't see too many Trump supporters praising them. You know who is praising them? Tim Wise and his allies. Very strange, isn't it? So that's who Tim Wise is. Here is why I mentioned Tim Wise, because Tim Wise is, I guess, the Nazi of the day. Because he wrote, a screed that Hitler would have retweeted if Hitler had Twitter. Twitler, I guess he would be. COVID anti-vaxxers aren't a MAGA death cult. It's worse than that. Deathbed regrets from vaccine resistors speak volumes about the brokenness of conservatism. Oh no, the Nazi's about to insult us. Oh no! Run for the hills. Last year, as the initial round of COVID raged and much of MAGA nation refused to mask or socially distance, it was common to hear folks refer to the Trumpian right as a suicidal death cult. I hope I'm reading this well. Uh, it's translated from the original German. Most recently, MSNBC's Joy Reid and Stephen Colbert agreed with the designation during a discussion on the latter's program. According to both, Refusal to get a vaccine as the Delta variant surges and the seeming willingness of Trump's followers to continue risking illness or worse qualifies such persons as members of a death cult. Oh, well, thank God he cited his references, Joy Reid and Stephen Colbert, two communist idiots on the television. I wonder where Tim Wise gets all of his information. That's very impressive. And let's just remember the first time I did an episode talking about and making fun of the very scary variant was, I believe, a month ago. And we don't have 
a death spike. They say we have hospitalization spikes, but that's not true because that's easily checkable and people have checked and it's not true. The stats also say it's not true, but they make up case numbers. And some of those case numbers they import from south of our border. And then they send them right where they need to. Florida, Texas, and wherever else. In fact, they did the same exact thing last August. Remember how the whole, all the southern countries, they were having the the new wave? They were getting a second wave because of the weather? Remember that? Oh, it's seasonal. The virus spreads the most when it's very hot. (laughs) That's what we were told to believe. Of course, if you looked at the data from the hospitals, you would find that Hispanics were far overrepresented as a portion of the population for people who were actually in the hospital suffering with the very scary cold. And how does that happen? (laughs) It's a mystery still. But honestly, we waited two weeks, then we waited another two weeks. Where is the death spike? Right? Where is it? If we're going to have the very scary variant and we all need to be very scared of the very scary variant, then we should be very scared of the very scary possibility that the very scary variant presents, which would be death. Where's the death? Not happening again. Again, it's not happening. That pattern has repeated itself now for the last 18 months. Remember last year, I bring this up often, May 5th, 2020. Amanda Mull in the communist propaganda outlet owned by Steve Jobs, ex-wife, The Atlantic. She had an article called Georgia's Experiment in Human Sacrifice because Georgia decided not to continue the pointless and destructive lockdowns. But there was no wave of death. That was May of 2020. We are now in August of 2021, and we are still being put through the same narrative rerun, and people are still believing it. How are we supposed to take these people seriously? We can't. They've made it impossible. They just repeat what's on the television. But hey, commies, check this out, because this is on the television, too. Information from the CDC tonight is turning crucial things we were told about COVID upside down. The CDC revealing tonight that 74% of COVID cases in Barnstable County, Massachusetts, home to Provincetown, where there was a recent outbreak, were found in people who were fully vaccinated. And they say now that the vaccinated are just as likely to spread the virus as those who are not vaccinated. And that, of course, is contrary to what was widely. That's CNN anchor and irredeemable communist Aaron Burnett letting everybody know that 74% of that outbreak was in vaccinated people, fully vaccinated people. So how is it possible that all the cases are from unvaccinated people, right? We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but also (laughs) they're all from fully vaccinated people. And by the way, I'm not sure I've mentioned this before. This is a kind of interesting discovery, and I'm not the one who made it, but they are counting people that have had one dose as unvaccinated. 
All right. They don't separate out the people who have had no vaccination whatsoever for covid. The standard is fully vaccinated or not fully vaccinated. But that sure ain't how they present it to the commies. And check out what else CNN said. You know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. And in fact, if you're in the upper Midwest right now, anybody who's wearing their face cloth covering can tell you they can smell all the smoke that we're still getting. We need to talk about better masking. We need to talk about N95 respirators, which would do a lot for both people who are not yet uh, vaccinated or not previously infected, protecting them, as well as keeping others who might become infected, having been vaccinated from from breathing out the virus. Now, that right there is one of Joe Biden's top covid advisors. His name is Michael Osterholm, and he's the University of Minnesota Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy Director. He just told you almost word for word what I've been saying for well over a year on this podcast, that there is no way whatsoever that any of these masks that people wear can possibly do anything. Okay. Now, the N95 and the KN95, that's what he's talking about. He's saying we need to switch to those. So we probably need a huge federal program that spends zillions and zillions of dollars to make sure that everyone has these in unlimited supply. Now, that's not going to happen. And that would make no sense. Because the thing is, for even those masks to work, they have to seal directly to the person's face, which means if a man has a beard, doesn't work. You take it off and put it back on doesn't work. You fiddle with it at all, doesn't work. You want to use it today and then use it tomorrow? Nope, sorry, doesn't work. Masks don't work. And he just told everybody that, but we pretend it doesn't matter. We pretend that he didn't actually say what we know he said. The very thing that he is on television saying is supported by all of the science And we're still supposed to pretend it's not true. That's where these commies are. Now, I went on a really long tangent, but let's get back to Nazi Tim Wise. So he just said that we are all a death cult and that he knows that's true because both the communist idiot Joy Reid and the communist idiot Stephen Colbert agree with him. There were, of course, the requisite Jim Jones analogies. But as much as I respect both Reed and Colbert, the former is a friend whose show I've been on several times. This position has always been wrong. The truth is worse. Stories are spilling out every day. Outpourings of regret from persons who refused to get the vaccine, now awaiting intubation, coming to realize they were wrong. Oh, really? Where are the stories about all of the vaccinated people who actually realized they were wrong? That they are bellowing contrition and asking for prayers in the hopes they won't die proves this is no suicide cult. Oh, man. Tim is just 100% with his logic. Few of the 900 plus at Jonestown drank the Kool-Aid only to sputter at the last minute. Oh, wait, you mean it's cyanide? Why didn't anyone tell me? Hey, dude, you injected yourself with an experimental gene therapy that's killing people, you fucking moron. (laughs) Why didn't anyone tell me? Hey, Nazi, 
Be careful what you wish for. The members of Heaven's Gate didn't don their black Nikes, take phenobarbital, tie plastic bags over their heads, cover up with shrouds, and then start praying to see another sunrise. Well, okay. They laid down to die, expecting to be spirited away in a UFO behind the Hale-Bopp Comet and have everlasting life. That is a suicidal death cult. This is different. Something more dangerous, sociopathic, and sadistic. Not suicidal, but homicidal. Keep that in mind now, right? Tim Wise does not like when groups seem to be promoting the killing of other people. Tim Wise doesn't like that. As I said last year, this is a mass murder movement. (laughs) These are people who didn't and don't want to die. They simply thought there was no way they would. Oh, you're saying there's no way that the thing you're promoting could ever come back around and affect you? Well, that's interesting, Tim. Hold on to that. To them, COVID was a virus of the big city and of those who live there, of old people or persons with multiple pre-existing conditions of which they didn't believe their cholesterol-lined arteries and COPD qualified as examples. Oh, Tim, you know us so well. Hey, Tim, you're a bigot. Okay, read what you just wrote, Nazi. You're literally taking an entire group of people with diverse backgrounds and diverse beliefs and then ascribing your image of what they think to all of them and in doing so, labeling them an outgroup that doesn't matter. It was only killing the weak, he says. Hey, Tim, at least you do have the right idea about which people are dying from the coronavirus. At least you got that far. Maybe now you can stop trying to promote the forced vaccination of children or making them wear masks that actual studies show don't do anything and instead only harm them. Hey, Tim. Hey, Nazi. Think about that one. Can you? Can you get back to me on that? It was only killing the weak, and they were strong, cowboy strong to be precise, or at least Sturgis motorcycle riding strong. Well, not like pussy college professor strong. You're right about that. High on a delusional mix of rugged individualism, toxic masculine bravado, pseudoscientific faith in vitamin supplements, and a belief that God would pull them through, they were convinced they were safe. Only others were at risk, the less good people, the ones who don't do CrossFit or go to a megachurch, or better still, a CrossFit in a megachurch. The ones who don't settle for, quote, the power of positive thinking, end quote, like Fox host Jesse Waters, who insisted that's all he would need should he become infected. Well, yes, Tim, that is all he would need, because the virus only kills Eight out of 10,000 people, all of whom are actually old with multiple pre-existing conditions, as you described earlier, and they're not people who are in young and middle age and good health. That's where your argument really does break down for people like Jesse Waters, Nazi. Sorry, I know you did a lot to pen this masterpiece, but it's lacking. 
the ones who place their faith in science rather than a Bible study group. And for people like that, who cares? To the right, those people don't count. Yes, that's right. We are all opposed to actual intelligence. Right, Nazi? Is that what the problem is? All of us are stupid and white and fat. That's what you just said, Nazi. Indifference to the suffering of others is why Trump's minions wouldn't mask. They didn't care they might infect people, despite being asymptomatic. Well, Tim, the reason we didn't care is because asymptomatic spread is not a real thing and masks don't work. And if you weren't such a dumb bigot, you might know that. When you would tell them repeatedly that wearing a mask was less for the wearer than for others, they shrugged. They shrugged because that's also not true, Nazi. If other folks are at risk, they should stay home and let the rest of us get back to the gym, the hairdresser, concerts, movies, and tailgate parties before the big game. I mean, this giant foam finger isn't going to wave itself. That may be true, Tim, but I can tell you where that giant foam finger might end up if you keep being such a Nazi. Their freedom to do as they pleased was more important than other people's lives. No, Tim, that was never the claim. Suicidal people don't act or think that way. Homicidal people do. Indifference to others is why they routinely violated social distancing requirements in stores, getting in people's faces, coughing on them, yelling at them, just for being asked to wear a mask in keeping with a retailer's policy or state or local mandate. Oh, yeah, that's right. The people who are actually being oppressed by Nazism have no right to speak up. But the Nazis should be able to get in their faces and yell in their faces, even if the Nazis have absolutely no authority whatsoever, even if it's just your neighbor Nazi. That person is allowed to yell in your face and they can break the rules whenever they want because at least they repeat the slogans. Most who refuse to mask and reject the vaccine now are not full-blown virus deniers. Instead, they simply didn't believe and still don't that it can harm people like them. Well, Okay, Tim, you've got a point there, but that is also a scientifically provable point, and it is also exactly how we act about every other disease that has ever confronted us in our entire lives, you Nazi. But if you know it can harm others who aren't like you, and you still refuse to take measures that reduce risk of spreading the virus to them, you are a sociopath. Okay, well, Tim, that's interesting. You see, we have taken measures to reduce the chance of spreading to others. We keep ourselves healthy. And if we're not healthy, we don't go around others. And you see, that's all it takes because masks don't work and lockdowns don't work and social distancing doesn't work. And all of that is scientifically provable by the fact that you know, as a witness to reality, that it hasn't worked. Not anywhere, not at all, not ever, not even a little bit. And that's why there's no proof of it anywhere, Tim. There's not one randomized controlled trial anywhere in the entire world that says masks work. Not anywhere, Tim. And what we have is just another case of being able to dictate to everyone else, despite massive evidence to the contrary. He is calling us science deniers while denying science and using it as a basis to punish us. If you refuse a vaccine when you have no valid health reason to do so, as almost no one does, 
thereby keeping the virus alive longer by increasing the risk of mutations. You are saying that other people's lives don't matter to you. Hey, Tim, you don't know how mutations work, and that's obvious. Also, there's no valid health reason to take the vaccine, okay? Because the vaccine actually doesn't stop spread. It doesn't eliminate the virus. You are the problem, Tim. Right now, the health concern is the vaccinated people, not the unvaccinated. We haven't gotten the disease the whole time, or we have, and we got rid of it, which means our immunity is more effective than your vaccine immunity because the vaccine doesn't give you any immunity, Nazi. And if you expected to be infected, hospitalized, and die, you would never take these risks. Well, hey, Tim, have you ever met a normal person who's not a raging degenerate pussy like yourself? Because if you have, you might realize that people take risks every day just being out in the normal world. Because that's part of life. And people like to live. That's the whole point of life, actually, Tim, is to live it. That's what these ICU confessions signify. That they care about their own lives quite a bit, whatever they might think of others. Now that it's caught up with them, the tears flow and the panic sets in their faces as they wonder what they've done to themselves. No, Tim, that doesn't happen. Because they never wanted to die. They just didn't care if other people did. And that's in bold. It's highlighted. That's the thesis of Tim's article. If they were members of a suicide cult, they would celebrate their oxygen levels dipping below 80 and would refuse intubation for prolonging their glorious demise. But instead, they're praying to survive and setting up GoFundMe pages to cover their medical bills, which they're shocked to learn are going to be huge. I mean, who could have possibly known that healthcare in this country was so unaffordable? By the way, I won't be contributing, but I do have a go fuck you page if you'd like to donate to that one. Don't misunderstand. I don't want another person to die from this virus, and I hope all who are sick have a speedy recovery. It's true. I don't want them to die. I've just said they should for 2,000 words. That said, I cannot feel sorry for them. I cannot cry for people who thought their Facebook friends, some stranger on Reddit, or a guy who told them ingesting bleach could kill COVID were better to listen to than their doctor. I cannot weep for someone who thought the blood of Jesus was all the vaccine they needed. These people put us all at risk for their perverted understanding of faith and freedom or to signal their allegiance to Donald Trump. They symbolize the shriveled heart of modern conservatism, a conservatism that begins and ends with anti-liberalism. Whatever a liberal says, they must oppose, regardless of consequence and regardless of how much communism. It is a politic of people whose emotional intelligence is that of a below average nine year old. And if it were merely suicidal, I would have no problem with it. Indeed, as a believer in the right of assisted suicide, I would be the first to Kevorkian up and ride for them. But it's not that. And at some point, we will have to decide to stop coddling these folks, treating them like the Billy Mummy character in that Twilight Zone episode who can banish people to the cornfield with his mind if they say mean things about him. Time to treat them like the pariahs they are. 
Institutionally, this means requiring vaccines to do anything worth doing. You want to get on a plane, a cruise ship, go to Disney, come into this restaurant or go back to college in the fall? Either prove you've been vaccinated or show proof that you're unable to get one for a legitimate medical reason. No, not a legitimate religious reason. You can't do that in Tim's world. And no, your HIPAA rights don't preclude such a rule. You don't have to tell or show us shit. But we also don't have to let you on Space Mountain or in your dorm or the Buffalo Wild Wings you dearly love. You do you. Go ahead. Seriously, because that's all you'll be doing. Beyond that, and until we reach herd immunity, indoor mask mandates should be imposed everywhere. I know they won't be, but private businesses should adopt them and toss people who won't abide on their asses. Hire very large men as security and have them physically launch miscreants who won't comply into the parking lot when they become belligerent. On a personal level, treating deniers like pariahs means banishing them, metaphorically, to the cornfield. Oh, metaphorically, because right before that you said literally. It means cutting them out of our lives entirely. No invitations to the cocktail party or backyard barbecue. No seat for them at the holiday table. And no invitation to the grandkids' graduation, little league game, or dance recital. If they want to do anything that makes life worth living, I, Tim Wise, have one word for them, which I will say countless times, and that word is nine, 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 nine. Hey, Tim, you're a Nazi. You got it? You've said over and over and over again throughout this article that you're a Nazi. And the funny thing is you have anti-racism educator as your description of yourself anti-racism you know the nice kind of racism the kind where you collect people by their race and then divide them and then say which races are good and bad and we already know that you think the white race is the privileged race so what else needs to be said tim refuse to speak to them break bread with them or communicate with them in any way until they get their shit together and learn to play by the rules of public health by which rational, decent people agree to play. Till then, they have made their ICU beds. Now they can lie in them and sadly die in them completely and utterly alone. Hey, commies, look who represents you. Look who you've become. This is it, okay? You think it's okay because you're still busy promoting a vaccine that you know doesn't work and doesn't advance the cause of herd immunity at all, okay? It literally cannot advance the cause of herd immunity if you can still get and transmit the disease. And it turns out you're doing it even easier than unvaccinated people are because what you did was get injected with a quote-unquote vaccine that spreads spike proteins to every organ in your body. And they know this because they have finally done an autopsy on a man who died who had been vaccinated. And it turns out that they found the vaccine provides immunogenicity, but not sterile immunity. Immunogenicity means the immune system will respond. Sterile immunity means the body can eliminate and reject the pathogen. So the body cannot, due to the vaccine, 
eliminate or reject the pathogen. Okay, it cannot protect you from the coronavirus. But what it can do is spark a stronger immune response. And in fact, we know that that's exactly what it does through antibody dependent enhancement, which means now that you are vaccinated, you have an immune disorder. Tim Wise, of course, has a brain disorder and a soul disorder, and that's why he's a Nazi. But the vaccine he's recommending not only does not help us get to herd immunity, it actually makes the problem much, much worse. And that, Tim, is why we're not getting it. And you can find that study in the info stream, of course. I'm not making it up. I'm not on the television trying to convince you of something. And so here we sit with this vaccine problem, and we all know it's a problem. Even a lot of the commies are realizing that they shouldn't have done what they did. And Tim Wise may very well be one of those people, which makes him even a smaller and more pathetic commie than he is. He might be realizing that he is in trouble health wise. And so a lot of people on our side are like, OK, we get it. The vaccine's bad. But why does Trump keep saying we should take it? All right. And there have been a lot of answers to that question. I think most people don't find any of those answers satisfying. So I'm going to propose my answer and tell you what I think is going on or what could be going on. And if it comes to pass, then great. Maybe I'll be right and maybe things will work out the right way because I have a relatively positive view on this. But people have made the argument before that Trump had no choice. All right. The vaccine, getting the vaccine out into the world was the only thing that could possibly prevent the country from staying in a semi-permanent state of lockdown. Okay. Until they just usher in the great reset. They crush the economy in every imaginable way. People are starving. There's no resources. And we need the global communist government to come in and help. We need the UN. We need the Chinese Communist Party. Hey, everybody who can help. Our society has been decimated by the very scary cold. And now we need your help. So please usher in the Great Reset for us. And considering that we are actually at war right now. That decision is totally justifiable in my mind. All right. We have the ability to get the information on our own to speak to the people we care about and try to convince them not to take the vaccine. And that's all we can do. All right. Hopefully there is going to be something to counteract this vaccine in the future. But I believe it's possible that Trump is continuing to support this as the media is beginning to turn on it so that the media will try to, they believe, hammer one final nail in the Trump coffin by blaming him for the vaccine and how dangerous it is. And when the media does that, what they're going to do is make all the commies freak out and be anti-Trump because they'll do whatever the television tells them. But what they'll really accomplish is they will convince the society en masse that vaccines are a terrible, terrible idea and that we should reject them, at least insofar as they're being distributed for diseases that can't kill us by this kind of public health institution. And Trump might just take that one on the chin on the country's behalf. And if he does that, if he gets the mainstream media to 
negate the vaccine narrative that has saturated the country at this point, that may be one final stroke of genius because you got to understand what this vaccine is. Okay. The WHO has come out against booster shots that hasn't stopped the global reset countries from talking about booster shots. There's no indication that we're not going to have to do that in America. And once people like Tim Wise bring in the regime of forced vaccination, what's going to stop them from the next forced vaccination? And of course, you'll have your vaccine passport by then. It'll be an app on your phone. And then they can add on your finances through the central bank digital currency. And they can add on your social credit score like they already have in China. And then right there, if you fail to ever update your vaccine, that's it. You don't get to do the social things. You don't get to access your money. They have full control. You will be getting vaccinated for the rest of your life with whatever they want to put in it. And everybody knows this is true. Okay. This is actually in the playbook. It's not like they don't write out their plans. They write out their plans exactly. And they tell everybody. And hey, Tim, if you bothered to read them, maybe your dumb ass wouldn't be spewing out COVID facts in the middle of your wannabe mind Kampf. And we should understand all of this for what it is. All right. I've used this phrase before. These people are not speaking truth to power. They are in power. They are speaking power to truth, all right? They are using their power to silence dissent. And it's nothing more than that. And the thing is, they know none of this stuff works. Cori Bush knows that defunding the police is a terrible idea. She knows she is a hypocrite for spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on her own personal security. Maxine Waters knows that she has never accomplished anything for her constituents. And she knows the CDC does not have the legal authority to do the thing that she is asking them to do. And that's why she says, who's going to stop them? Tim Wise knows that he is repeating the narrative and that all of those things are provably false, but he does it anyway. Why? Because he holds power inside a hate movement. And the hate movement can't be effective until enough people rationalize the hatred. They know it's not true. And you can see that they know it. AOC puts her mask on for pictures and then takes it right back off. It's a joke. It's a lie. No one believes any of it. We basically have a country where 70% of the people don't believe one ounce of this nonsense. And the other 30% don't believe it either, but will pretend that they do in the service of more power, okay? Because they are part of a hate movement. And hey, Kami, if you're still on board with that, understand you walked yourself into a hate movement. You didn't mean to. That's not where you started, but it's where you've ended up. So get out of that real fast because you're running out of time. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. 
Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!